I'm Luke Summerhays. James J. Miles. I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And this week, we're hunting the Yan Kutku. Ooh. <laughs> Chickeny. Tastes like chicken. A bird, why then? With a huge beak and large ears that splay open when it is angered. Quick on its feet and known to be territorial. It's known for its love of conchu and has been observed digging them up out of the ground to swallow them whole. You know, for once, that uh, description's pretty accurate. Yeah. It covers pretty much all the bases about the Ankaku old gold. Well, you don't see me in the Contra and Generations, really. They're not really kind of a stat that's something. Yeah, they added that in 4 Ultimate. That's his little. Contra's was a new, like, enemy. Oh, was that. Were they new in 4 Ultimate? Yeah, but when you first meet him in 4 Ultimate, the first little cutscene is him sawing up Contra's. He gobbles them down holes, not like he rips them apart, he actually eats, like, the ball hole. Yeah, yeah they curl up in a ball for safety, yeah, and he's just like, yes. So, like, you couldn't get into them when they roll up, so he, just, he has to swallow them whole. He doesn't care which joke and hazards. Like, so is he going to be pulling out, like, solid, like, conchu armors? Maybe. I've never really thought too deeply into Yankaku fecal matter, but, you know. Is it like how people say when you eat sweet corn, it comes out, how it went in? <laughs> oh, they're just like little bits of conchu. So here's our quest, Capcom, and let us know what happens when the the conchu come out the side, please. From five <laughs> or cross cross. Either or. We'll go up to his nest, and there'll be a load of eggs, and then just like a conchu shower. Like, oh dear, I know what's happened there. Yeah, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, he's basically a big old chicken. Um, we had the, we had big old dinosaurs, but this guy's a big old chicken. Got the beak. Chicken that breathes fire occasionally. Yeah, fire breathing chicken. So he's, I mean, he flies like he doesn't fly. He flies, but he doesn't do it too often. So it's kind of. It's more of an escape mechanism, isn't it? Yeah, it's thing, Yeah. Like he'll, he'll do it when he leaves the area, and then troll you when he come back into the area again to hunt him because he's like, look, I'm off to you. What a prick! It's like, oh yeah, I can fly. Fucks, <laughs> I'm running this whole time. <laughs> so. The Kutku is, he's part of like kind of an overall family of sort of, kind of subspecies from the Kutku itself. Because the Kutku came first, he was in the original Monster Hunter. Yep. That's one of the first big monsters you actually fight in that game, if I remember rightly. First wife um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you've, ha- you've had the Yangaruga and mm. the Gypseros kind of stemmed off from him. There is legit other variants called a subspecies, like Blue Yangaruga. Right, yeah, no, it's all kind of one of the large species, larger species. Yeah, they're all the same kind of family. That's... Yeah. It's like the various drones or like a jaggy and a macau. They're related, but they're not the same species. I'd say they're a bit more interesting than just the various drones. That was the point. I was oh, yeah, they're, visually, they're quite similar, but when you actually fight them, they're very different. Mm-hmm. Like, they all kind of have a gob of sorts, but they all act relatively differently. In... Yeah, they well, they're interesting to start with, and then they also have quirks, so they've got a lot more going for them than the drones. Yeah, I feel Yankutku's biggest thing is that he's goofy. He's very goofy. Like he'll, he'll run about and he'll trip up and he'll fall over, and he's got his, you know, the, the big beak on his face looks funny. He's got his big ears that, mm. that, that, that split open, or as a frill, maybe like a dinosaur of sorts. Who knows? Well, he's def- they call it. Definitely, yeah, they call them ears. They call him is, and also he's very weak to sonic bombs, so... It's weird, I was reading there and they said that they, they mentioned that I'm closing his ears, but I've, I never ever see him do that. They're always no, kind of open. Yeah, I was open when he's alert. 
Mm. I was wondering about that as well. Like I, th- I was thinking, I think I'm getting confused in my head with the Ketchawatcha. You know, he closes his ears over his head to protect them. Um, but the Kaku just, they just break. And he kind of looks a bit yeah, they're all just kind of open, so maybe he's just, oh, he's always on alert. I guess, yeah, maybe we we just never see one who's actually relaxed. Although yeah, we, yeah. we saw him asleep earlier, and I'm pretty sure his ears were out then. Yeah, they were kind of flopped while we'd broken them by then, hadn't we? That's true. So we couldn't really, couldn't really tell. And to be honest, it'd be tough to... You know, in a fight, you'll normally go for the ears first to get the break. <laughs> so it's tough to actually see him sleeping with the ears still intact. So I would, I don't really... I can't really be arse up to go and check that. But, <laughs> um, if you know, let us know, if you're listening. Um, at Monster Mash Pod. At Monster Mash Pod, yeah. Um, but yeah, his ear's quite a big distinguishing feature. I've never really used Sonic Bombs... On him, so I don't really know what effect it has on him. Does it just kind of recoil just from him? Slightly, just kind of stuns him. Much like the Vagombe, so to speak, then, yeah. Yeah, yeah it stuns him for a few seconds so you can get like, a few extra hits in. I don't really use all the various bombs that much at all, to be honest. Mm, they're good for getting you breathers and things like that in a fight, which I think for the Kutku yeah. is worthwhile because his main mode of offense is just charging you down and being on top of you. Yeah, I when I first played Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, the he was the first monster that I got really stuck on because he would just, he was coming at me all the time. So you had to learn to dodge and sort of manage yourself. You couldn't just oh, go yeah, in, get a few heats, run away, something. I feel like really lucky then with my positioning because anything he typically charges at me, I just like kind of walk through his charge and end up like underneath him without him hitting me and he just does that peck attack and it misses me. No, uh, I've had a lot of trouble with, uh, as Luke was saying, just him charging him. More erratic kind of charge that he does, where, where he typically, where you mentioned that he falls over when he does it, usually. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's an erratic kind of charge and he's spitting fire, that's that's harder to dodge. Mm-hmm. I haven't had as much trouble with him this time, but like when I was a beginner to the series, mm-hmm. he was a big challenge for me. And also having a lot of fire attacks and stuff, until you get decent armour. I think uh, Ariel still kind of shuts him down a little bit, because you can just vault over him, so to speak, when he's doing his charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whereas in 4 Ultimate or in previous games, you had to be really, really wary of your positioning and making sure you were picking your time to get attacks in. Um, although uh, I think he's been made easier since the first game because his charge <clears throat> and like the original one that was a lot more instant. Like you did kind of do that initial kind of crouch down and then battling off. It was just away I go because there was that animation there to kind of flag flag post it, signpost even flag post it. <laughs> Yeah, he feels like quite an early monster now, whereas yeah, I think he was originally, like he was, I mean, he's always been an early monster, he's never been, you know, like an elder dragon, but he used to, he used to be sort of one of the early big challenges, whereas now he's just I think he's a nut on your belt sort of thing. Between like the Dromes and Arathian. Well, I think, I think that's his role in the game is he's there to kind of train you up and get ready for the the bigger nastier monsters to come. So, you know, he's not a Drome, you know, he's, he's not a pushover. But he's not going to be a huge major stumbling block that you have trouble even once you've got better armor. Once you've got armor and once you're geared up, I think he's quite, you know, not simple, but certainly not a drag either. He's another good example of the Monster Hunter sort of design ethos of giving you an early monster who's sort of cool, but then once you get the hang of him, he's really goofy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So he he is like a sort of scaly dinosaur beast, but then he's got the stupid big beak and the ears, and he pecks around like a chicken. And what, once you can kill one of these, it's hard not to see him as, like, just missing 11 herbs and spices. 
<laughs> I think we're looking good. Having said that, he does look a bit like KFC, Monster Mash. Sponsor us, please. <laughs> Colonel Sanders, if you're there listening, call me. Sounded like a pickup line, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, hey, Colonel, I'll lick your fingers real good. He's a bit minging looking, though. He's got that kind of like scaly shell. Like, I thought you were still talking about Colonel Sanders. You rebranding that? They went a weird direction with their branding. I mean, he looks pretty good when it's just Dolph Ziggler dressed as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> oh, no, Andy's not here. We can make all the wrestling references we like. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's got like the kind of like the scaly. I suppose it's more armor for the Kaku, like the kind of scaly shell and the yeah. kind of. Course, looking rings like which I think you bounce a lot more often off his shell and his wings if you don't have at least a kind of a half decent weapon. When we were doing our hunt, sort of with our low level equipment, um, as soon as I dropped down from um, yellow, I was bouncing with almost every hit. Mm-hmm. Again, that kind of falls into the, the design ethos as you put it yourself that he, uh, like, you know, when, when, he's, when you fight this guy first and foremost, he's, he's tough to. He's a kind of a, a sticking point because your your things will bounce off him and your armor's not strong enough to kind of deal with his attacks. But once you've once you're super geared up, he's just a uh, a big silly chicken. I find this guy a lot more uh, kind of a, a lot better of a representative from the first game than the Velociraptor. I'm happy this guy keeps going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like he still has a place in the game because there is he has got quite a few attacks. He's got his fire moves. He gobs stuff at you. He's got quite an interesting sort of animation and everything. Like, I'm happy for this guy to come back to every game. Yeah, he's he's actually like quite popular as well for like one of the kind of lower level monsters. Like, he's up there like with other people's kind of main kind of favourites because they're cool or like Nargokuga and Tigrex. Yeah, well they were. But, like people thing. really love Kaku because of his like the comedy that he brings. Mm-hmm. The fun thing is like they are like flagships. But this guy's sustained just because as you said he's quite funny and because of how long he's been around. You know, like Volstrom is like, oh yeah, great, great. there he is, fantastic. But you know, Kaku when he turns up, like, oh hey, it's Kaku, good stuff. I feel kind of the same way like when Kurapek was not in a Monster Hunter game because like, obviously Trial was my first game and like like he was the comedy relief in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean. Um, young Kaku, I think the Monster Hunter 3 and Try that generation are the only games he's not been in. Because, mm-hmm. as we said last time, that was the ones where they tried to give it all new monsters. Yeah. So, I mean, Kuropeko, I think, was literally just, this is our version of Young Kaku for this game. So, uh, paleontologist Luke, is there anything to say about the Kaku? Uh, I mean, the only thing I can say is what we were saying last week, which is that he's like, quite an interesting mix between traditional scaly dinosaurs and sort of more accurate bird-like representations. And like I said last time, I'm very glad that Monster Hunter is sort of giving us bird-like dinosaurs that are also quite kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the most bird-like dinosaur in the whole game, especially with that big bloody beak. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were talking in the kind of the, the hunting chatter that he has this kind of frills that you'd see like in some of the, the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, but supposedly they don't exist. Uh, well, I, I just know that the, um, I can't remember which one it is, the one that's in Jurassic Park, the Dilophosaurus, mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park he has a big thrill and he spits poison and there's no paleontological evidence for that, the writers just made it up because it was made for a good scene. Well, it makes for a good monster as well. 
I've talked for a second about the Ankaku's name because it's one of the first ones I think we're doing, which is literally just the Japanese name, like romanticized. So, so I've just ran into Google Translate, and apparently, uh, Yan is a Chinese word meaning kind of like motion, bill, proposal, kind of like a law. So I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, in well, part, who the fuck knows? But uh, look, look, tell us, you know, about the kind of onomatopoeia of the word. And I think it's just a like um, that's just a Japanese version of a chicken noise. Cuckoo. Like yeah. cuckoo, cuckoo, it's just like a cuckoo. Cuckoo. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I knew that. Which makes me think a little bit of the um, Malfestio, because his Japanese name is a rururu, which obviously is the owl, the owl noise. But obviously, with that one, they decided not to try and make us pronounce that over here. <laughs> I wish they had. That's such a funny name. Oh, I love it. But well, there's already hoop hoop the Pokemon, which I guess is what they'd have gone with. It's more kind of the English like bird noise that the. the owl oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, do you think? They wouldn't have literally translated it as horror because I, I'm like bastardizing it now. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, Monster Mash is filled with a lot of uh, big mouths and big personalities, but next week we'll be hunting the biggest mouth of all, the Nibble Snar. I think the Sephard Brome's big head could fit inside a big snarf mouth. All these questions unanswered before next week. Yeah, we're recording this on Sunday night, so uh, we do hope the Earth is still there next week. But we're not sure. If not, they mean that the ensuing nuclear wasteland might actually mean that things like the Yankutku become real, so you never know. Yep. But in that, uh... I would legit, like, if you thought of that, like, any monsters, like, they became, like, real. Kutku would actually be scary to see that in real life. I was saying a lot of monsters in, in this game, yeah. to be fair. That's why they're monsters, aren't they? Yeah, like even the kind of smaller, but I'm thinking more because like of the smaller ones. Like even small, you think of them as small and monster hunter, but if you saw them in real life, they'd be massive. With monsters, I'd rather have something like Godzilla size than that size, because I can't imagine Godzilla paying me any attention. But Yankaku <laughs> might be <laughs> like. You paid a bit better with a big Godzilla sized monster. I just fucking like it. He's not going to care shit about me, but Yankaku might be like, oh, I'm going to eat him. And he's going to come at me, isn't he? It's like, get the bald guy, he looks just like a conchu. <laughs> Damn it, why did I do this conchu cosplay? <laughs> of all days. It's not, it's not a conchu cosplay, I'm just curled up in a ball because I'm scared. I was going to say, if you've enjoyed this episode and you didn't vote Trump, then uh, why not follow us at Monster Mash Pod on the Twitters? Or uh, we've got a Facebook, we're on the iTunes. Just wherever you get your podcasts from, come and say hello. No, uh, Andy's not here this week, but you can still tweet at AndyMo949 pictures of uh, popcorn chicken. I'm sure they appreciate it. Yeah, he's off trying to train, so you can actually beat a velocidrome. Yeah, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I need to be cough guys after that last one. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not having it again. He's in the... himself up before he comes back and defeats his nemesis. He's in the mountains of Japan, being trained by the masters. How to press the dodge button. <laughs> <laughs> How not to, to scream in fear when it gets pinned. Yeah, we've, uh, we've turned to Billy and Andy again. Thanks for listening. See ya. I did this every week. Jan Kutku. Big old chicken. Oh, I did a check. We're recording. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, you got hit by a, a big fire gob. Yeah, that's because I was on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Oh, this guy's gonna kill us. I'm almost certain this guy's gonna kill us. It's not the attitude, Jay. What do you make of the new styles for Double Cross? I've never really looked into them. Like, one's like a kind of adept style again, isn't it? Yeah, it's called Bray, like the same Bray style, but it's like. Ballsy adept. But I haven't even really done much adept yet. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. See, like the felines are quite the aerial style, which is quite. Like adept, like that suits me because I my natural instinct is to try and jump. Styles kind of like anticipating more than reacting to more sort of attacks. And then there's the one which is like buffing the rest of your team, isn't it? Well, it looks like it will be looks up some sort of buff. It's like alchemy. It's called like something to do with a special bomb that you have. Ah, fuck no! Ah, motherfucker! Did you um? Did someone use a life powder there? Yeah, I didn't mean to. It was a frame perfect life powder because it hit me just. It got me just like I got hit by the Kaku. So look, I took no damage from that. Obviously, pro strats coming into play for Luke Summer Haze tonight. Yeah, I got you, boys. Oh, he's on the limb. Is anyone opposed to killing chickens? Ah, they're tasty. <laughs> Right, Kukku. Sounds good right now. Popcorn Kukku. <laughs> when did popcorn chicken become a thing? I remember it coming out. Fucking love some popcorn chicken. Because if you think about it, it's pretty rank. It's like chicken, little balls of chicken. You but could say that about nuggets as well. Yeah, but nuggets are only rank with like beaks in and stuff. <laughs> that classic picture of the fucking head in McDonald's. <laughs> That's not fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna fly away again. Cheeky oh. cat. Does that make sleep? Oh, okay. I think. I think it is, they do sleep standing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a wee sneeze. He's having a wee sneeze. Look, I'm one of these eggs. <laughs> you trying to go back to the asylum? Yeah, with a high rank. Because we're too good! Yeah. We got dem skills. The skills, what kills? Dinosaurs. Chicken dinosaurs. Chick, 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 chicken. Was that another thing? For a while. Like, dinosaur shaped chicken. Oh, you still get turkey dinosaurs? Turkey. They're the fucking bomb. They're not chicken dinosaurs, are they? No. Yeah, I still, uh, I still, as a grown man, quite regularly eat turkey dinosaurs. <laughs> his sheen has a pearly, his shell has a pearly sheen to it. It only makes him look even prettier. What are they? See, pretty about the uh. <laughs> Okay. It's fuck ugly. No, that's a bit harsh. I'd kick him out of bed for snoring. And in this episode of Monster Mash, we talk about which monster we both like to share the bed with. Lazarus, obviously. <laughs> I'm into bears. Kezu. <laughs> Kezu. Got <laughs> Kezu. Or oh, Nibble Snarf, the opposite of Kezu. <laughs> Welcome to Monster Mash After Dark. 